believe. Mm, that's us. Mm. For the church, this will be positive and powerful as the Father shows Himself mighty on their behalf and proves time and time again that He is their source, their provider, their keeper, their protector, and their king. For the world, this time of turning and change will be unsettling and confusing because they'll continually listen to deception that's brought about and backed by deceiving spirits that speak lies and deception. Many will continue to trust in a man or men only to be disappointed as they see time and time again that man is not their source or their answer. And this will produce frustration, disillusionment, and confusion. Yet, in the midst of the frustration and confusion in the world, the church will be flooded with light. And they will see a returning. A returning of those who walked away from God and His ways in pursuit of some other answer, only to be left hopeless and defeated. They will return and God will restore their lives. Oh, hallelujah. Say it right now. Say, Father, thank you that they will return and you will restore their lives. Oh, hallelujah. There will also be seen a returning to the Word as those who have walked away from the teaching of the Word and the moving of the Spirit find themselves empty and unfulfilled. Then he said, expect it, prepare for it, see it. 2023, a year of turning and forward momentum. Father, we thank you for that tonight. We receive this word from you for the year upcoming, a year of turning and forward momentum in the name of Jesus. This is the plan for our church. This is the plan that God has for us. Amen. Now, glory to God. The Lord said something to me, and I'm sharing these with you. I probably, on a general basis, share about 5% of what God talks to me about. Because a lot of it is not for everybody. It's, it's for me, for direction. But he said something to me. He said, you will need all three of the ministry offices you are called to functioning at a high level. When Miss Pat Harrison was here, and, and I knew this, but she publicly said it. She said uh, to me, she said, the Lord wants you ministering in all that he's called you to. In the office of the apostle, the office of the pastor, and the office of the teacher. Hallelujah. The apostle has the power and the ability to plant churches, oversee the work, and provide adequate leadership. The pastor, to shepherd, to mature and equip the saints. And the teacher, to build up, edify, leaving people refreshed. Amen. Now this is important because of where God's taking us. Where God's taking this body, this church, is going to require an increase in the anointings on the church. It requires an increase in the anointings on uh, the pastors, my wife and I, it requires an increase of the anointings on your life. Whatever you're anointed and called to do, it has to increase. And it has to increase because, because the need will become more. Amen. If, if you've been teaching sporadically, that gift has to increase because you'll be teaching more. Whether it's behind the pulpit in the main sanctuary or in a new believers class or in a discipleship class, it has to increase because as the, incre as the anointing increases on, on the trunk and on the head, the anointing will increase in the body 
to those parts that will not stifle it. To those parts that will, that will not uh, pinch it off. Amen. The anointing flows by degree. And it flows to a greater or a lesser degree in your life, depending on how open you are to it. So God's telling us these ministry offices, this anointing that, that you're called to, it has to function at a high level. So whatever you're called to do, it has to function at a high level. It doesn't matter if you're playing an instrument, singing in the worship team, it, it, that, that anointing has to begin to function at a higher level. When you're ministering to the children, Sarah was telling me today how people get, kids getting filled with the Holy Ghost in, in, in uh, Fort Faith, amen, preaching on the Holy Spirit. Don't you wish that when you were that age in school, in church, that you would have had a children's church pastor that was telling you how to be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues. Glory to God. Amen. Liliana got filled with the Holy Ghost in the nursery. Yeah. Hallelujah. In the nursery. We're not just teaching them in Fort Faith. We're teaching them in the nursery to pray in the Holy Ghost. She told me the other day, she said, Dad, the other day, Daddy, the other day at school we were praying, and I prayed in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, now here's what I'm saying. That's, that's got to increase. So we've got our nursery teachers teaching in a higher level of anointing. Our children's church pastors teaching in a higher level of anointing. Our, our student ministers teaching in a higher level of anointing. And what begins to happen? More freedom. More victories. Oh, hallelujah. Do, do you see that? Because where we're going requires this. Where we're going requires it. If, if you're a man or a woman of God, you're going to have to give yourself to prayer and the ministry of the Word. What you're called to do has to take first place. It has to take the preeminence. It has to take that level of importance. Amen. You, you see all the, the students around here with their name badge on. You know, if you see somebody with a name badge on, uh, uh, talk to them, encourage them, because they're, they're working hard. They're memorizing verses. They're, they're studying chapters. They're reading books. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe you can give them a Pentecostal handshake if you want. Hallelujah. You know what that is? Maybe you got a 20 or a 50 in your hand. Bless them. Praise the Lord. But amen. What, well, what's going on? Raising up. That next, that next tier, that next level of where we're going. Legacy leaders. Amen. The Lord said to me, He spoke Proverbs 16.3 to me. And I went and I, 16.3, and I, and I looked at it in the Amplified Bible. And it says, roll your works on the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to Him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to His will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. And He's used this word to me over and over again, prepare, prepare, prepare for more. He said, prepare teams. I've been working on, uh, uh, my staff will tell you, I've been working on our teams for over a year, two years, just the teams, the the, the, the getting things organized. He said, prepare teams, ushers, greeters, praise and worship. Prepare the teams. Why? The people are going to begin to come. And he said, your job is to be a good steward over their finances, over their family, and over their lives. Prepare for the people are coming. Prepare for the people are coming. Two Sundays ago, we had five people born again in the Kansas location and two people rededicate their lives. Amen. They're coming. The youth movement has started. Glory to God. See, you, you, you can't get sidetracked when it seems like there's a lull. When, you know, it seems like the boat's really moving and then you kind of slow down. Don't get sidetracked. Just stay with the plan. Prepare. Prepare. The people will come, and by the time this building is full, you'll have the money for your building. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll know where to go. 
Do you see that? What's our job? Prepare. Prepare. So, so, so what does that mean? I'm looking at what God's asked me to do in the body. A- as a leader, as a department leader, as a member, what's my part? What's my part? How do I help prepare? How do, how do I help the body move in the direction that we're supposed to move in? There, 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 are, there are no insignificant parts. There are no insignificant people in the body. Everybody's got something to do. Amen. Ever what your part is. My part is to lead and to teach and to guide and to preach. That's my part. Other people, that's part of their part, is teaching and leading and guiding and directing. But I need to be prepared because it's coming. Just as sure as it is the day that it is and it is the time that it is, it's coming. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I was uh, at home one day, and this would have been in 2021, 2021, I believe it was. And I received a text from my pastor. The Lord had given him a word for me. And he said, this is what the Lord said. Don't be moved too much by speculation and attempts to predict future events in these last days. Many will do so only to be proven wrong. You will not hear predictive prophecy from this pulpit. I won't be prophesying about who's going to win the election. Or who's going to be the next president. Because the Lord has told me not to get into that. Our job is build faith and frame worlds by the word of God. He said, stay close to my word. Follow the scriptures and the Holy Spirit. He will show you things to come and bring the hidden things to your remembrance. I have chosen the foolish things to confound the wise. Many things that are happening and will happen are not as you suppose, but will be revealed at a later time, and you'll see all things clearly. At the present, men only see in part and prophesy in part. Don't get worried if you don't see the whole thing. Just go with the part you know. Go with the part you know. If, 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 if you don't see a, a, a Z and you're only on D, just focus on what you learn with ABC. Just stay with that. What do you see? What direction do you want God to, uh, what, what direction is God taking you? I'm, are you seeing this? Preach the gospel. The good news of Jesus coming. Hallelujah. We've been doing that. While the time is short, listen, there's much more to come before the end of this age. Judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes who will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsel of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise of God. Walk in love. That's God's plan for our church. Walk in love. Avoid strife. No strife. Tell your neighbor this is a strife-free zone. And contention. Yeah. And he said, finish your course with joy. Finish your course with joy. Walk in love. Avoid strife and contention. Finish your course with joy. That's our job. That's the plan for our church. That's the plan. Walk in love. Avoid strife and confusion and contention. And finish your course with joy. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and, and don't be moved by speculation. That's, that's, that's not what we're doing. Our, our job is preach the word. Is that right? The good news of Jesus coming. Jesus is coming again. I want to be ready. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, 
the plan, the pattern. There's much here. I know this is different. The pattern to build the tabernacle in the wilderness was different than the pattern for the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, if you look at Exodus 25 and verse 40. Notice it, it says here, God spoke to Moses and said, and look that you make them, everything in the tabernacle, after their pattern, which was showed you in the mount. Here's what I want you to see. There was a pattern. It was not happenstance. It was not coincidence. It just wasn't the way Moses wanted it to be done. God showed him a pattern. When you read through the book of Exodus and you read through the chapters, not just chapter, the volume of chapters that were involved in the description of, 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 the, of the furniture that was in the tabernacle, uh, you not only get what they were made out of and what they were for, it, you get the, the amount of gold, the amount of wood, the amount of brass that was used, what was on the top, what was on the side, whether it was solid gold or overlaid with gold. I mean, down to the number of rings that held the curtains that, that surrounded the, the, the tabernacle, how long it was, how wide it was, an exact pattern. Hallelujah. And he said, you see that you do it after the pattern that was showed you. Everything that God's doing in our church, it's not just, we're just, you know, this is not like a fast break. You know, God might juke here, juke there, you just fill the lanes. Right? No, that's not how we're doing it. There's a, there's a pattern. There's a plan. It is not organized chaos. It's, it's, it's very... It's very intentional. It's very intentional. In uh, 1 Chronicles 28. Mm. <clears throat> Notice. Now, we're, we'll probably read these verses again, but I want you to see this the houses, all the things. Verse 12, the pattern of all that he had by the Spirit. Of all that he had by the Spirit. Verse 19, all this said David, the Lord made me to understand in writing by his hand upon me even all the works of this pattern. Hallelujah. So there's a pattern. There, there's an intentional, direct pattern that God gives. Now, when you look at the church at Jerusalem, let's go to Acts chapter 11. The church at Jerusalem in comparison to the church at Antioch. Hallelujah. And you can read all in this chapter, but the Jerusalem church, there was explosive growth, love and generosity among themselves. You remember the Bible says there was not one among them that lacked. Because whoever owned land sold it and brought it to the disciples and distribution was made. But they only evangelized the people of their own culture. They went no further. That was the church at Jerusalem. The church at Antioch was the church, first church to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Here's my point. I'm not saying either one of them were wrong. I'm saying they had a pattern. When you look at Peter's ministry and Paul's ministry, Peter said that God gave Paul an open door to the Gentiles and to the, to the Greeks just like he gave me an open door to the Jews. Peter's ministry, he ministered to the Gentiles, but his ministry was primarily to the Jew. Paul's ministry was primarily to the, to the Gentile, to the Greek. 
but they, God gave them both a pattern. Amen. So they had first church to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Multicultural, strong teaching center. The anointing was in operation because they were called Christians first at Antioch. Amen. But God gave them a pattern. A pattern. God's given us a pattern in this body on how, on how to do what He's asked us to do. Amen. The plan that God has for us. The Lord said on May 25th of last year through Sister Pat, and this is for all of us, you think you're busy now, just wait. You think you're busy now, just wait. See, it's all hands on deck. It's every person in their place doing what God's called them to do. Not what maybe what you want to do. What God's called you to do may not be what you want to do. But when you make what God's called you to do your want to, you'll be blessed for it. I've got to choose to make it my want to. I, listen, here's, 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 here's who I put confidence in. People that show up and do it day in and day out. I'm big on faithfulness. I had a guy come to the church one time. And he was a, a, a renowned person. He, he had worked on, t uh, on Christian television specials. He had directed them. He had produced them. And he came to our church. And he, he said, I want to help you. I want to help your praise team. And we can do a big production. And we can do these things. I just met the man. He had all of his credentials. And, and he had a lengthy resume. And I, I, and I took his resume and I was looking at it. And I put it down on my desk. I said, well, brother, I'm big on faithfulness. I said, if you'll just keep showing up on Sundays, showing up Sunday in and Sunday out, we'll see what God does. Well, he left, and I didn't see him for three weeks. He came back, asked me for another meeting. He's kind of not really upset, but kind of more stern. I want to know when we're going to be able to use our grace gift. I said, brother, I'm big on faithfulness. You keep showing up, and we'll see what God says. Well, he didn't keep showing up. Because faithfulness is what gets you put in the game. I'm not interested in help in my church that can't show up to church regularly. Well, pastor, that's hard. It's not hard. It's direct. You know where I stand. Is there any question? Uh, is there, is there, does anybody have a question about where I stand on that? Zero? want to make sure. Because if you have one, submit it. I'll answer it. Do you understand? Because helps is helps consistently. You, you, you follow what I'm saying? So he, she said, you think you're busy now, just wait. Mary, you think you need a lot of greeters now, just wait. Just wait till we got four doors they can come in. Amen. But Tavakal, you think the ushers are busy now, wait, wait till we got 500 people. We're, we're, right? We're going to, this, this, I'm, I'm not saying anybody's doing a bad job. I'm saying the plan that God has is to fill every seat. The plan that God has is to put us in a place of prominence where we can be a voice that's impacting our city, our state, our nation, and our world. Glory to God. Amen. Do, do you see that? The, the value that you place on what God has asked you to do is shown through it's, it's shown through your commitment to be there. Amen. He said, now notice, you won't have to wait long. Not long, but prepare yourself. See, there's that word again. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. You know, if God is telling the heads of the church, prepare yourself, we're going somewhere, that means the body is preparing themselves
because we're going somewhere. God spoke to Joshua and he said, tomorrow we're going to go into the promised land. And what did Joshua tell the heads of, of, of the tribes? He said, go throughout the people and tell them to be ready in the morning. And, and, don't, and don't be lagging behind because you've never been this way before. I'm telling you something. Everywhere God's taking us, I've already seen it in my life. See, I'm not so big on... I'm big on the voices that have uh, not just longevity, but dependability. Right? That's who I'm listening to. The Lord told me you stay with your fathers, you'll stay safe. He said, you preach the pure word of faith in the way that you learned it. Now here's why I'm saying. This is, this is what a prophetess of God is saying who has faithfully served God her whole life. So don't delay in looking for that special place. Now I just, I asked my wife, have I delayed looking for that special place? Was I looking at one just the other day? I'm looking and I'm walking and I'm talking and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. Every, every time I go look at a building, I say, Lord, is this ours? Because if you tell me it's ours, it's ours. We got it. Amen. But there's a place, there's, there's a location that God wants us to be in. I can't just get in the building just to get in the building. I got to be in the building, in the location, in the part of town that God wants us to be in. That's the plan. Hallelujah. I loved it. We had to put out the lot full sign again today. Filling up the lot. Parking folks in the back. See, you gotta be, you got to be ready. What's going to happen? We got, if we got to go to two services, we got to do it. Got to be ready to go. Got to be ready to flow. So that means we need more nursery workers. That means we need more children's church workers. That means we need more praise team workers. See, the time is now not to start thinking about how can I do less. The time is how can I get more involved in what God wants me to do to help move the plan of God forward that he has for my church. Not my church, your church. You're saying that this is my church. Is that right? Because this, this place, is not big enough for what I'm doing. And what shall continue in your ministry and your, in your life. So get ready, listen, be ready, and move. That's what he's saying. Get ready, be ready, and move. Everybody say that. Say, get ready, be ready, and move. You said something about Stuttgart. We're going to touch Stuttgart. This church is going to touch Stuttgart. And I don't know if we're going to plant a church there or not, but we're going to touch it. But I am going to tell you, we might. Well, and, it, and it'll be a church in two languages. It'll be a church in two languages. Now, now, what time is it? It's, it's uh, uh, 25 minutes to 8. What's the date? 2nd of October. Mark it down. That God said that on October 2nd, 25 minutes to 8. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Wouldn't that be touching our state? City, state, nation, and world? Glory to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't really think that God's raising up pastors in this church just to sit here and listen to me preach, do you? You got a pastoral call on your life, and you're just sitting here listening to me. God's preparing you. God's putting things in your heart. He's putting things in your spirit. He's getting that same faith-building anointing on the inside of you so that you can eventually go and do what God wants you to do. It's always been the plan of God for this church to plant churches, to put churches in other locations, and we haven't backed off of that. We, God has just, God just turned the fire down on it. But I'm telling you, when Brother David was talking about Stuttgart tonight, we're going to touch Stuttgart, Arkansas in the name of Jesus. Well, do they need another church? It's not the issue. Do they need another church? If God tells us to put a church there, that's our job, is to go put a church there. It's not if they need it. I, when I came to Little Rock, I had preachers get mad at me. They don't need another church. Starting a church just down the road. Listen, i got to do what God told me to do. 
And if somebody doesn't understand it or doesn't agree with it, I'm so too bad, so sad. I've got to do what God told me to do. You've got to do what God told you to do. God has been investing years of training and anointing in you. God has been investing years of Holy Spirit renewal in your life. And it's not just so you can do nothing with it and just enjoy the benefits of the anointing. God says, it's my season. It's my time. It's my time to touch the places I've asked you to touch. It's got to happen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. As much as I enjoy technology, and all of you watching online, welcome. As much as I enjoy it, we can't depend on that camera to spread the gospel when God is telling us, I need boots on the ground in cities. I I don't need just another group that can watch online and you can have an online congregation. I don't understand that concept. How can you have a congregation, an online congregation? A congregation has to join together. A congregation has to come together. God's looking for people, and you better hear me when I say this, the roots of Pentecostalism run deep in the state of Arkansas. The first convention of the Assembly of God was right here in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Not very far from Little Rock, Arkansas. This is, this is one of the epicenters of the moving of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and when God does something in a region, God will keep raising people up and raising people up that will go back and redig those wells and say, God, we will be this generation's answer to the moving of the Holy Spirit. We'll be this generation's answer to the need for the Word of God. This is what God has called this church to be, a church of the moving of the Word and the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, Pastor, when are you going to start looking? You, I'll be going that way soon. You watch. Because the way I do with God, when God says, you need to get ready, be ready, and move, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to be ready, and I'm going to move. If you tell me you're coming by my house at 7 o'clock tomorrow, if you show up at 630, I'm ready. My wife tells me, Philip, you are 30 minutes early everywhere. (laughs) Well, I don't have to worry about being surprised, do I? I'm ready. I'm ready. I've got nothing better to do with the rest of my life than what God asked me to do. Am I helping you? This is the plan for our church. I say this is the plan for our church. So there, there are people you feel like you've got a pastoral call on your life. Well, well, you and you've been pastoring departments. And you've been pastoring uh, 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 sections of this church. Well, what do you think God's preparing you for? Amen. You can't multiply people with anointings on their life when you're afraid to let the people with anointings on their life go further the cause of God for what God's called you to do. Should I say that again? You can't multiply anointings in a church. When you have a church that's afraid to let their best go, they'll stagnate. And if I could say it this way, and please don't take offense at this, they become inbred. And the gene pool becomes all locked up in that one place. And their reach and their effect is limited. I'm not saying who, but whoever it is. You take a pastor that is learned and and has been raised up in this environment. And you teach them and you train them and you help them. And you send them to plant a church or you send them to pastor a church. They take the same anointing in this body and they go to that city. And it's double easy to replicate the results. Hallelujah. Just say it out loud. Say, Lord, if it's me, I'm willing. Say it again. Lord, if it's me, I'm willing. That settles the issue. 
That settles the issue. And that in which I've asked of you, you have the grace to do. Isn't that good? Every time I hit a hard spot, I say, Lord, I have the grace to do it. I was sitting in my office in Kansas, and the Lord had had asked us to plant this church. And in in my office there, I have one wall that's a chalkboard wall. It's from from floor to ceiling. And it's, it's, I I write on that wall vision and and the things that God's telling me. And I was just sitting there looking at all God's asked me to do. And I just just put my head in my hands. I said, Father, I don't know how I'm going to do all of this. And here's what he said to me. He said, Son, you must do it. You want to know why there's so many preachers, word of faith preachers, that are starting other churches in other cities? And they're pastoring two churches? Because this message isn't everywhere. We think it's everywhere. I mean, we got the, you know, the Victory Channel. We got VTN. And we can lull ourselves into sleep thinking it's everywhere. I, I love everything that everybody's doing. But the nominal unbeliever is not watching the Victory Channel. The nominal religious person that doesn't believe in the Word of Faith is not watching the Victory Channel. It's going to take boots on the ground, opening a church, reaching a community to reach the people that we got to reach. You ready to plant more churches? Amen. What do you say? When do we get to go, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grace and more grace upon you. Here you go. In that grace, what fun. In that grace, what rejoicing with all that he's doing and all that you will see. Boy, it felt good to get that out about Stuttgart. (laughs) October of last year, I was in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And the Lord had Pastor Nancy Dufresne ministering to all the ministers. And she came to me and she said, Pastor Philip, you think there's a lot on your plate? And you know, I was sitting there, standing there in front of her thinking, yeah, I do. All he has to do is get the plate bigger. That's all he's got to do. Then what's on your plate looks, oh, so minimal. Because the grace is the bigger plate. He enlarges the grace. Now, remember, this word that I received from Miss Pat was in May of last year. This is October of last year. What did she say? She said, notice, grace and more grace upon you. He enlarges the grace and it can hold more. What does that mean? Ever what he asked me to do, I got the grace to do it. You know, when I talk to people about these buildings, and they say, yeah, this one's 1.5 million. This one's 2.3 million. I haven't talked to one guy 3.6. Well, the Lord said the numbers were just going to get bigger. So be assured, I'm not worried about the numbers. If he's asking me to do it, I got the grace to do it. But it's got to be where God told us to be. We're not just looking for a building. We're looking for that special place. So an enlarged grace upon your life for more. Now what does that mean? I got a bigger plate. So what's that mean? You got a bigger plate. Why? If I got to do more. And there are people in the sound of my voice, and you're right. You're about doing all you can do. I've got staff right here. You're doing all you can do. I've got staff doing three and four things. Hallelujah. We use up every inch of this space. Every inch. We got volunteers that come in and help because we got so much to do. We got orders in just the other day for escaping hell. 
We got orders from Colorado. We got orders from Kansas. Amen. Caps Ministries keeps calling us, telling us how people are calling in, getting saved because they're watching. That, that, that was the best podcast I ever listened to in my life, Escaping Hell. My Lord. It, well, it's the season. It's the time. We're in the kingdom for such a time as this. Don't overlook that. If you're here tonight, God brought you here. We've got people in this room that moved, that uprooted their families, uprooted their lives, sold their houses, moved to Little Rock, Arkansas, where Jesus is building His church, and became a part of what God is doing. Amen. Are are you following me? We got people in this room that drive an hour one way to church. We got people in this room that drive three hours one way to church. Because something is happening. Something is happening. We got people in this room that just keep coming back. And there's times you don't know why you keep coming back. Last time I was there, it made me mad. But I got to go back. Well, you got to go back because it's not about a personality. My personality might frustrate you at times. But think about the rescues God's brought into your life. Think about how things have changed. Think about how God's healed your body. You don't want to go somewhere where people don't ever make you uncomfortable. You want to go where even in the uncomfortable times, you know you're hearing from God. And you know that God's blessing your life. You want me as your pastor more than you want me as your friend. The relationship that we have as shepherd and sheep is more important than the relationship we could ever have as friend. Amen. Because I may not have all your answers, but my mantle does. There's an answer in my mantle. Ah, my Lord, my Lord. I got to be done, but I need you to see this. Hallelujah. David had the pattern by the Spirit. We can't let indifference set in. You can't let indifference set in. Because Little Rock is supposed to be a worship center for God. What God has called us to do is to be that place, that worship center. So I have to be obedient to God's ways. Why? God will build His building. God will produce His building. In the Spirit, the ground is being cleared for our building. Amen. The prayer warriors are gathering. We're showing up. We're praying more now than we've ever prayed. And God's saying things. We're moving things in the Spirit. Hallelujah. These meetings that we have coming up with Brother Jesse are not just meetings. The Lord has spoke to me over and over again. And he said, Philip, you have to be a church that is capable of doing things on this magnitude and of this measure. You have to because of the people he's going to bring to our church. And it's not about getting glory because of who comes to our church. It's about bringing those voices in that have the spiritual, the spiritual strength and the anointing that's powerful enough to break bonds and break bondages in our city. Are you with me? We have our pastor preaching at this church on a regular basis because there's something in his voice and in his spirit that needs to be heard in the atmosphere of this city so that things can be changed in people's lives. Glory be to God. Amen. So when we have those meetings on the 12th in, in, the, in the event center there at Maumelle, it's not, we're not, listen, we're not coming together just to have a good time. And then this great, look at all these people. No, we're, we're coming together so that we can have an atmosphere shift in the realms of the Spirit. Amen. Are you following me? That's why we're preparing from the parking lot team to the altar workers, 
to the ushers, to the worship people. We're preparing for what God wants. And we're preparing for one goal, for that message that's going to come forth on that night. Hallelujah. That's the plan that God has for our church. That's the plan that He has for the things that He wants to do for us. Indifference is not an option. Not an option. You know, I'll close with this. I don't want to abuse your time. Hallelujah. We're picking things up in the Spirit. And, and I am not saying by who. I just know we had only been in this church, in this building, this location, for a matter of weeks. And we had Annie Durant here ministering. And that was, many of y'all were here, and that was back when the wall used to end right there. And we had a little bitty, well, we had this stage, but it was cramped. And, and uh, I, I've got the picture of it, Pastor Michelle ministering and Ron Poole playing the keyboard. That's all we had. And Annie ministered. But she said something, and I'm going to share this. I'm not going to share everything, but she said something privately. She said, you all are here to pick things up in the spirit that have been laid down. We're picking things up. And when I say we're picking things up, we're picking mantles up. We're picking anointings up. We're picking responsibilities up. Because God's not done with the word of faith in Little Rock. Not done with the word of faith in Pulaski County. Not done with the word of faith in Arkansas. Hallelujah. I want you to think about it. Just a few short miles from here was Caps Ministries. The man that probably gave most of us in here the revelation on the power of our words. He gave me a revelation on the authority that I possess as the believer. Amen. It was Brother Caps that introduced me and my wife to the word of faith. And it was just a few short miles from here in England, Arkansas, in a soybean field that God gave him that revelation. And God doesn't want that revelation that was birthed in Arkansas to be lost. In the late 1970s, the Lord told my pastor when he was praying in Ed Dufresne's basement bedroom in Southern California, he was praying and weeping. And the Lord said, I want you to go back to Little Rock, Arkansas, and I want you to raise up a spiritual production center. And I want it to produce life, city, state, nation, and world. And he didn't want to do it, but he knew it was God. And they came off the road and came back here. Amen. Many, some of y'all might even remember. And, and, and found uh, uh, those, those three uh, uh, slots down there off John Barrow Road where, where they had built that new shopping center. And, the, and they'd put in that drugstore chain. And the drugstore chain was the anchor. And he was able to go in there and lease three of those slots and started Agape Country Church. Oh, hallelujah. Producing life, city, state, nation, and world. Glory to God. Wasn't that long after that, he went up and sat on that stump at 701 Napa Valley Drive and looked out over those 12 acres. When he, when he wrote Eagle Leadership, he talked in that, remember that, that sermon that he taught, 12 acres of vision? God gave him 12 acres of vision. And he went and offered the people a certain amount of money. And they said, it's not enough money. Matter of fact, we don't even want to sell the land. We don't need the money. He went back and sat on that stump and said, now what do I do? God said, wait three weeks and go back and offer him $10,000 less. And he waited three weeks and went back and offered him $10,000 less. And they said, okay, we'll do it. That was, in the, that, that was in the early 1980s. And interest rates started rising, 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 rising. 
the economy was going down, 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 down. And the Lord said, I want you to build this church and I want you to pay for it as you go. I'm, I'm saying this to you for a reason. God raised that church up. God raised that ministry up at a time when there was no word of faith influence in this church, in this city. There was no word of faith influence in this county. And God raised that church up. And people like Brother Hagen and people like Brother Copeland and people like Jerry Savelle and Charles Caps. Some of y'all remember, everybody that was in the word of faith came to that church. Everybody came and ministered to that church. Why? That was the epicenter of what God was doing. Now you, you do whatever you want to with what I'm saying. God has talked to me and spoke to me over the years. We got to take our place and we got to occupy the mountains of our fathers and we have to take our inheritance and we have to do what God's asking us to do and we have to complete the mission of those that went before us. We got to expect it, prepare for it, and see it. Oh, glory to God. Isn't that good? Amen. Stand up with me tonight, would you? Amen. I've went a little longer than I normally do on Sunday night. Hallelujah. I, I, I want you to do something with me real quick. Just, uh, uh, y'all, y'all help me real quick. Which way is Stuttgart from here? Which way would we go? That way, right? Reach your hands that way. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we sanctify ourselves. We commit ourselves to touch the city of Stuttgart, Arkansas with the word of faith. We'll do our part in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I'm committed. I'm committed. Hallelujah. <laughs> Boy, I'm excited too. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm just chomping at the bit. Every day I'm chomping at the bit. Lord, where can we go? Where can we start something else? I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? Lord, we just commit ourselves to your plan. Your plan for this body. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah.